Hello, friends, and welcome to Something to Talk About, a podcast where different women come together to talk about the Word of God and the various ways it enlightens their lives. I'm Amber Barrett, and joining me today is my co-host, Vanessa Hawkins, and our producer, Beth Benson. Beth, you've been with us around the table um, for the whole time we've been doing this podcast, but today is the first day you're joining us on the mic. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Beth Benson. I am married to Ben, and in December, we will celebrate our one-year wedding anniversary. It's been a year already? Yes. It's very exciting. Um, I work here at First Pres. I am on our communications team, and I get to do fun things like help produce this podcast, which is a new passion of mine. I'm really loving it. Yeah. We're glad that you're loving it. We're glad that it's a passion for you. When did y'all get married? What date in December? We got married December 15th. Okay. All right. So enough time that you can celebrate anniversary and then celebrate Christmas. Yes. (laughs) That was the goal. Space it out a little bit. Well, this is our 12th and final episode, and we would all agree it's been a very fun and rewarding time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a new experience, too. Uh, COVID Mm -hmm. gave us a chance to try something new. We were unable to meet at church for our face-to-face Bible study, so we wanted to provide our ladies with an opportunity to hear one another apply the truths of Ecclesiastes in what we hoped would be a conversational and encouraging manner. Now, hosting and producing a podcast is a first for all three of us. So, yeah, what have been some of the things that you've enjoyed and things you've learned in this new endeavor? Well, I have really enjoyed getting hands-on experience with the podcast. Mm -hmm. I have long been a big listener of podcasts and have loved them and have been curious about how they worked. And so I've loved this project because it's gotten, it's allowed me to explore something totally new and kind of teach myself and learn from others along the way about how this is done. And I think it's just really a great way to further, you know, the gospel and the truth of the Lord and his love for us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so glad when you said, because when Vanessa and I were talking about the idea of doing a podcast, she said, okay, well, that sounds great. Let's explore and see how you put it together and what kind of things we need. And I'm thinking, I do not have a clue. <laughs> and uh, my husband, John, came home one night and said, hey, I was talking to Beth, and she said that she's got a passion for this, and she'd love to help you in whatever way possible. And girl, you have helped us out. So I'm glad that you've been learning Tremendously. that. Tremendously. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's been great. Such a good job. I think what I've loved about doing the podcast is it's just an innovation that was born out of just a crazy season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just one of the Lord's kindnesses to us. And I've loved how receptive our people have been to uh, learning in a new platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm always thrilled by how um, adaptable and adjustable our people are and this was no different and so it was just really heartwarming to see that and then just to get to participate in these types of conversations weekly with women who are very thoughtful and and who love the Lord and who challenged me to think about it a different way yeah Uh, it's been good yeah I thought that too because not only were people willing to receive it in a new way but Mm -hmm. they were willing to participate in a new way yes and which is important yeah (laughs) it's important and for all of us you know if you can picture sitting around this table we have microphones we have these little pillars they're supposed to be sound helpers or whatever you soundproofing soundproofing thank (laughs) you beth and when our guests come in here and they sit down at the table inevitably they say oh my goodness this feels so official it feels so intimidating 
and they've gone for it and they've put themselves out there and they've shared themselves in really sweet ways. And I was always just so encouraged because I feel the same thing every time we record, like, oh, we're recording. It's official. I better say something good, you know, and I think everybody feels that when they sit down. But they push through that part that they feel insecure about because they have really experienced the Lord giving them something that week if they've, as they've spent time in his word. And they really want to bring that to the table, and yeah. they've done that. And I think we've all just been so appreciative of what we've learned uh, from our ladies as they've yeah. come and shared of themselves in that way. No doubt. Yep. There's a lot of energy and excitement attached to these new challenges, and it's been fun to participate in that together. And we're at the last one. It's hard to believe it's been That's tw- crazy. This is the 12th episode. It's the 13th episode. It's the 13th episode. Oh, yeah, with the introduction, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. Okay, yeah. So 13 weeks, yeah. really, and it's gone faster than, than we thought it had. So all three of us had um, taken a little bit of time to review some of the podcasts and material from Ecclesiastes, which I found helpful Mm -hmm. to go back Mm -hmm. and to be reminded of the things we've talked about because we did spend a good chunk of time in Ecclesiastes and it was deeply encouraging. And at times it was a little wearying, you know, Vanessa, before we prayed today, you, you thank the Lord when we were praying today, you thank the Lord for the weather and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, how can you thank the Lord for the weather? I'm so tired of 79 degrees and humid. Where is the 60s? You know, and in some ways, when you stay in Ecclesiastes for a long period of time, you're staying with Solomon talking about the vanities of life and expounding on those. And and, and it's been a wearying season. 2020 has yeah. been wearying. We've been in a book that has paralleled that in some ways, which has been really good. And so it's nice to go back to the beginning and then get to the end and see how it all comes together mm. in a hopeful in a hopeful way. You know, we started out with our introduction, and we had Elena Boone and Leslie Bajanow. Mm. They joined us for mm-hmm. our first one. Remember that? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories was Elena talking about her glittered shoes. Oh, yes. my goodness. Her and those gold shoes. Yes, yes, yes. She wore them, and she said, if you're ever tempted to purchase something you don't think you'll ever wear again, don't do it. And mm-hmm. Anyway, she was lighting up the room with those shoes. And they were, I loved having them, because one of the things they talked about at the very beginning was the importance of doing a corporate study, even mm-hmm. though we were in this format where we're doing it virtually and all the Mm -hmm. challenges to Mm -hmm. that they talked about some of the things that they even enjoyed and learned from a virtual study but then they also talked about why corporately doing it corporately is so important and they talked about their own relationship and that elaine and leslie have been doing bible studies with each other for several years since the time that leslie was um, just a little babe in the church and elena was at that place and they've really walked through life together so i loved starting out with them and seeing that sweet relationship Mm -hmm. and we asked them, you know, so what are some of your initial thoughts about Ecclesiastes? How are you, how are you feeling about doing this book? And I remember Leslie said, I told Josh, this is so weird. This book is so weird. <laughs> That's so and, Leslie. Yeah, so Leslie. Uh, because we, it, we, we all touched on the fact then that it's something, it's a sermon, because, you know, Solomon was writing mm. this with an express intention and purpose. But it's unlike a sermon that we're used to hearing. And Elena made the comment that, hey, we're used to hearing sermons that speak to us very clearly about who God is and what we are to do in response. But Ecclesiastes doesn't start out that way. Mm -hmm. It starts out more thinking about who we are, what our world is like, and then leading us to who God is. But it sort of leaves us hanging in some ways. Mm -hmm. There's not this clear to do. And she says, you know, that can be uncomfortable. You know, and um, so she set the table that way. Leslie made that same comment. She said, sometimes it feels like it's a sermon where it's 
life is mundane and it's hard and then you die. <laughs> so I'm not sure I really want to listen to that sermon. And that's what so many people feel about Ecclesiastes, which is why that is hilarious. Yeah, right? which is why, yeah, she spoke exactly to what a lot of us are feeling. Absolutely. Yep. We found ourselves moving in, then we started and we moved right into chapter one and we talked about uh, pleasures and the ways to enjoy pleasures. And so I loved in that, that Leslie's particularly made the point that she didn't realize that joy and pain could go together and that they weren't such two a separate good things. That was such a good moment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And she shared specifically how that applies to her life. And I really loved that because it really just set us up for what was coming. And yeah. the fact that, yeah, we're going to see joy and we're going to see pain and they don't have to be separate things. They're in it together. And that, that continued to be a theme throughout Ecclesiastes. Yeah, and we really continue to pick up on that whole commingling of, mm-hmm. of, of joy and suffering. And yeah. so that was really good. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a good point of joy and pain coexisting together, especially right now during COVID, because mm-hmm. I think there have been a lot of joyful things that have come out of it. Mm-hmm. But it all has also been a time of great suffering for many. Yes, so. Absolutely. Well, for our third and fourth episodes, Margie and Megan were kind enough to join us. In our third episode, we focused on Ecclesiastes 2, talking about work and how that's honoring to the Lord. And this is a really important episode for me to listen and kind of be a part of because you know, I just graduated from college in mm-hmm. May of 2019, and, and I am in my first job in my yeah. second year of working here at First Pres. And it's been challenging to kind of think how how do I work in a way that is honoring to the Lord? And how is this more than some, some place that I go to for eight hours a day? Mm. Um, And I really appreciated what, really what both of you said during that episode. Amber, you actually said that uh, the reality that working super hard for something that work wasn't intended to give Mm. will drain you. And Mm -hmm. I have really felt that, but you kind of followed up with saying, but the pleasure of hard work when you're working out of your gifting, how the Lord has wired you brings so much joy and satisfaction in knowing that you're living out how he designed you. And that was so, that is so pertinent to my life right now. I'm going through a a job transition here and doing one thing that honestly did feel draining and my attitude towards it was draining, but Mm. kind of doing this and working on the podcast and, and stepping to a new role has brought a lot of joy and satisfaction. And I think my attitude has changed, Mm. Uh, but also I am doing, using the gifts that the Lord has given me. And I think that does provide a large change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It has certainly been a blessing to us. Well, in the next episode, we talked about Ecclesiastes three verses one through 14. And we discussed seasons of disquiet and delight. And Vanessa, I really appreciate your vulnerable sharing about mm-hmm. um, your family and some of the the hard things that you had, had gone through. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that. One of the things that stuck out to me was that you had said, you know, I don't understand the specific whys of any of those hard seasons. But what I can say is that I see great fruit that was born out of each of those hard places. Mm-hmm. And they've grown me in my likeness to him. Mm-hmm. And when I think back on the times in my life that were challenging and that I kept saying, why, Lord, is this happening? I just really appreciate that perspective of seeing the fruit that was born out of those times because I can see how the Lord has has used that to shape me mm, as he does, I yeah. think, for all of us. Yeah. You talked about how it was, Bennett, she mentioned how it was compounded, like that time in your life where it was so compounded. Mm-hmm. And I was I remember listening to that again and just absorbing that and thinking, man. 
that was a lot. And to say, you said, mm-hmm. you know, you said, Lord, a bruised reed, you wouldn't break. But mm. I'm not so sure right now. Yeah, that we can have that space before the Lord. Mm-hmm. That type of honesty, even in the brokenness, is, is a welcome space. Yeah. Episode five, we talked about injustice and there was no shortage of injustices all around. And I think what was so key about that particular episode, um, we talked about, well, the passage, Ephesians 4, 2, and 3. Again, I saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun and behold the tears of the oppressed and they have no one to comfort them. On the side of the oppressors, there was power and there was no one to comfort them. There's just this re- refrain, there's no one mm. to comfort them. And it really just speaks to the gravity of oppression. Mm. Solomon says, I thought the dead who were already dead more fortunate than living than the living who are still alive. Mm. And it's just the, that grave sense of how oppression feels. And it just, it was, it reminded us that without proximity to suffering, we find it harder to fulfill that whole biblical mandate to do justice. Yeah. Because if you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling the the weightiness of the oppression, you're less apt to move on it. And I thought our guests that week, Ann Morris and Katie Driver, did a really good job of holding us right in the middle of that tension in that Anne caused us to kind of dwell on what the eternal truths were with regard to um, God's universal justice and that he is the judge of all the earth and he will do right. And we can count on him to do that. Katie kind of got us down in the soil and Mm. said, well, hey, um, looking injustices in the face, this is how we can do that. And um, at at Christ Community, um, where they serve, the hospital where they serve the underserved and uh, writing injustices in that way, Uh, It was just powerful to hear her give testimony to that. And so I thought that I thought that having those two ladies from those two different perspectives really gave us a really well full orb view. Yeah. Yeah. Of what it means to to do justice. And um, and I I loved how Katie ended. Uh, She read Second Corinthians nine and eight to us about God causing all grace to abound. And so when we're doing that work, that justice work. Uh, we're empowered by his spirit to do it. And he calls his grace to abound in the doing it mm-hmm. and giving us encouragement when we don't have enough resources to right the wrongs we see. Yeah. And so I, I found that very encouraging. Episode six, um, we talked about wise and foolish church going. And mm-hmm. um, I remember Amber taught on that and it was just, that was just so helpful. But really just talking about our heart posture for going to church and um, all the the different um, weights we put on ourselves and the need to feel all put together and none of us do. Yeah. And I think ultimately I come close, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were the one giving testimony. I think your words were, I'm a big fat mess. When yeah. I, my kids are not me. My kids. Well, of course, of course. Never you, Amber. Never you. Okay, ladies, go listen to the podcast and you can hear what she actually said. But um that you know, I Katie, I think it was Katie who said that Having a culture of judgment leaves little room for authenticity and vulnerability mm-hmm. and how we need that in this season and how we need that in this culture. And we talked about how hurting people hurt people yeah, and often inadvertently, but we do. And that this widespread pandemic 
brings with it a grief and not just that, other things in our culture. We, we, we were talking about um, the, the impending presidential election at that point, and now we're on the other side of that, which brings us other griefs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so there are just lots of opportunity for hurt. Yeah. And uh, so Amber reminded us of the intimate connection that we have with Christ and, and all of that messiness of the bride, despite her messiness, there's this intimate connection with Christ that is so mm-hmm. beautiful and so powerful. And that's what we lean into. Yeah. And so I, that was a that was another episode that I found really uh, encouraging. Yeah, that's a great reminder, especially because it can feel really hard to go to church right now and get back into mm-hmm. the rhythm of going. But mm-hmm. we, we so desperately need yeah. to. Yeah. And we need that space with each other. And instead of going feeling fearful about what does this person think? What does this person think? What am I supposed to say here? What am I not supposed to say here? Believing that we are the body and mm-hmm. that Christ is our head. And even in those times when someone may say something to you, that was really helpful, which you referred to, Vanessa, mm-hmm. that you alluded to, that if they're hurting, then they're likely to hurt somebody else, mm-hmm. which takes out the, the, the thought of me that wants to fight and defend myself. You know, right. that was just really good. Right. It takes away the motive of it. Right? Yeah. Right, right, right. It gives you, yeah, an ability to empathize versus just feeling protective of yourself. After that, we moved. We talked, started to talk about money a little bit, and Julie mm-hmm. Wiggins and Sarah Price mm-hmm. joined mm-hmm. us on that oh, one. That was good. Yeah, and they both had sweet stories to tell. But I, Sarah told the story. You know how wonderful she is. I said on the podcast, I wish you could see her because her eyes well with emotion when her. she talks, and you can hear it in her voice. And I just mm-hmm. love that. But she told the story about utilizing resources that she'd been given. We, you know, we talked about the fact that wealth isn't meant to satisfy us. Mm-hmm, and Vanessa, mm-hmm. you talked about the par- the parable of the talents and how mm-hmm. what is given is then what can be used. And it's not a comparison thing. It's not a thing to just gratify ourselves. It's it's a wonderful uh, opportunity to, to be in the kingdom and to do with what the Lord has given us, a fruitful, a fruitful thing. And so Sarah alluded to that when she talked about a time in their early marriage when they weren't making a whole lot of money and things were a little bit tight and she loves to cook and she'd made this mm-hmm. wonderful pot roast and it <laughs> smelled so good and it filled up the whole house. <laughs> and then somebody called and just made mention of a need and she decided then and there that, hey, I'm going to take this pot roast to this family and her husband came home a little bit later, and I imagine the whole house smelled like pot roast. And he said, <laughs> honey, what are we having for dinner? And she said something like peanut butter and jelly because right. I gave the pot right. roast away. But how sweet it was to, for that example to talk about wealth being given away. Yeah, and the real purpose yeah, of it. how gratifying that is. Yeah. And then Julie told her story of putting on this wonderful um, garage sale and that everything was picture perfect and they had yes. the hot chocolate and the kids were in it. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and she said it was just this glorious day and it was so wonderful and they sold these little things and she had a great time and she loved it. And then she was talking to a friend and the friend was talking about her garage sale, which was maybe three times bigger than Julie's mm-hmm. garage sale. And pretty soon Julie's day just in her mind started to be clouded with the competitiveness she felt towards this other more successful oh garage God. sale. Yeah, and right. she, she said, you know, just to stop and to say, no, Lord, let me just be grateful that you've given me this. And this is what I have experienced and utilized and used. And, and we just talked about, hey, c- competition, you know, especially in the area of wealth and achievement can so rob you from oh, the things that the Lord's been goodness. given to you. Those unhealthy comparisons yeah. is, is yeah. what we got to talk about in that it. show. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It, it kills your uh, capacity for gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. good. Well, see, let's see. We talked about money. And then the next, they they were troopers because they talked about money, which is not easy to talk about. And then they talked about how we respond to the foolishness and culture that we were experiencing in that moment. Oh, we're still man. experiencing. We, we booked them for all the hard <laughs> stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, they're so good. They did such a great job with that, they too. Did. And they just, they affirmed the fact that it's very hard right now when there's so much angst and people are giving voice to it in a very uncontrollable way. Mm-hmm. And But they were great to, to um, say, you know what, we, what's hard for us that we see in other people is hard because it's in us too. And so Julie said, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of the anger and a lot of that that comes out in other people, it's hard for me. But when I take the time to look at myself, I realize, you know what, underneath the surface, it's there in me as well. And we all talked about the fact that the lack of ability to control what's going on mm-hmm. will prompt mm-hmm. us all to act out in ways uh, that are foolish and unhelpful and to understand who the Lord is in those situations dials that back in, helps us to change and then be gracious to other people mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's crazy how much control plays into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And in the next episode, we talked about Ecclesiastes 8 and talked about obedience. And Susie and Angela were our guests for the next two episodes. And Angela, we heard about her past life as a lifeguard. And oh, yeah. my goodness. What She's happened to this woman? Done? Done. She yeah, had true. all she of these everything. beautiful illustrations with water throughout the whole mm-hmm. episode. I yeah. know at the end we were all just amazed by the pictures that she painted with her words. Such powerful words. Uh, but I especially related to some of Susie's comments about you know different stages of obedience throughout her life and yeah. how it's changed how she's seen God and seen obedience. and. Mm-hmm. She talked about how she, when she was a young girl, she just followed the rules because that was the right thing to do. And then it kind of morphed into, as she grew up, morphed into this this give and take relationship. Well, I'm going to do these things. So God, I expect you to follow through on your end of the deal and do this. And how later in life, um, when things kind of came crashing down around her, she realized that that was not true and mm-hmm. and not a true picture of obedience to God. And I just loved, I have to quote her here because her words are so beautiful. She said, motivation to obey comes out of a deep love for God, belief in his goodness, seeing the glory of the Lord made known, and sure hope that the Lord will sustain her. Mm-hmm. And just what a what a beautiful way mm-hmm. to describe her motivation and what all of our motivation should be for obedience especially from a woman who has the story that she has it is such Mm -hmm. a beautiful and kind of different not it's not as common picture of um of life and just to hear and be so encouraged by her and her love for and obedience to the lord that's deeply encouraging Angela and Susie joined us again to talk about Ecclesiastes 9. And I found this episode particularly meaningful because they talked about finding joy in ordinary life. Yeah. And just how easy it is to get bogged down by the small mundane tasks that we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. The small parts of life like laundry and the dishes. I, I swear it feels like I'm in this <laughs> cycle of you dishes are. and laundry <laughs> And, you know, we haven't even made for a year and I just already feel the weight of that. And so I just love this conversation where we talked about finding joy in those things and how your mindset can just shift from the idea of those things, these day-to-day mundane things that we have to do to things that can be done for the glory of the Lord Mm -hmm. and that God meets us in those places and we can find joy and purpose in in our work, even in those really simple things. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that um, we have a God who would give us everything we need for life and godliness, 
and that cares about the rote uh, routines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cares about our ordinary walking around life. Yeah, you know, and that is. Well, and that he had an ordinary walking around yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. that's encouraging to me. I was thinking about that the other day. Just whatever I was doing, I was trying to recall that to mind and say, okay, we said this was purposeful. We said this was purposeful. And I thought, mm-hmm. Lord, you spent several years doing relatively mundane things, mm-hmm. and you did it in obedience. Like yes. you lived out this perfect life and, and how much that was worth um, part of our redemption. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, encouraged by that too. We moved on to episode 11 where you guys, because I was out on quarantine, <laughs> you talked about leaders recognizing the limits of their humanity. So I was conveniently gone for that one. <laughs> we talked about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm sure you did when the, when the, uh, you weren't recording. I'm sure you did. Um, but we, I think it was Amber who was making the comment about leaders will experience pain in their work, have to rest and must grow in their wisdom. We want them to be superhuman. We need leaders to recognize the limits of their humanity. And um, I think people in ministry, and maybe it's just my vantage point, but I think we are the worst culprits mm-hmm. of that, of not having good work and rest rhythms. And it was Rachel's comment that I thought was so poignant. Because Rachel says uh, that while in most of her roles, she's not serving in leadership. But when she experiencing when she experiences leaders refusing to acknowledge their, their limits, it also means that they refuse to acknowledge her limits. Yeah. And that the inadvertent lessons that we teach about the character of God, when we do that, it's just so harmful. Mm-hmm. It's so harmful. We, we, we treat God as though he is a cruel taskmaster, and that's what we model for people. And uh, we, teach, we teach people away from God, and not yeah. that his character is that he cares so much for us and that he wants uh, our flourishing, and that means rest. Yeah. And it also rightly subordinates our own thrones right. when we rest. Because mm-hmm. resting, it, it takes faith. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it says that I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And my resting means that I trust the Lord to do it. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, and my, the last comment, the Lord uses poor leadership, Rachel said. I thought that that was so powerful. Mm-hmm. That was he's not absent even in poor leadership, yeah. but he's mm-hmm. teaching us. Yeah. I thought, man, that is that, that's so good. And so in all seasons, yeah. that, that just forces us to say, okay, to keep looking up yeah. and to keep looking at the Lord, even when we're not excited about the leadership that's before us. And then finally, on last week, we um, talked about S. Wine's co- quotes. How many times have we quoted S. Wine uh, uh, on this table? Yeah, oh, lot. my goodness. It's That book, um, Recovering Eden, if you ladies haven't heard us mention it, it will bless your heart, bless your soul to um, read through that. It is my bar none favorite resource on Ecclesiastes. Um, but one of his quotes where he is reframing what Solomon said, he says, trust God. And this is from Ephesians. I mean, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes 12, not Ephesians. We're still Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 12, but he says, trust God, follow what he says, and this right where you are. In that way, our lives have a God-saturated purpose. And so we talked about what our God-saturated purpose, how that has been honed and redefined in the current mm-hmm. conditions of this pandemic and and um, other large-scale issues that are happening in our culture. And I loved Erin's comment. Her language demonstrated just so much of the Lord's grace and kindness, saying, she said, the shelter in place has been permission mm-hmm. yeah. to not do the busyness of life. The noise has been quieted. 
during this time, and we have the invitation to sit and reflect. And so the, the language of permission, noise quieted, invitation to sit and reflect, I thought that is a beauty and what, what grace that the Lord has caused her to see it through those eyes and right. not through the mm, eyes of right. complaint. Mm. Um, and so uh, that was just, that was so good. And just highlighting the dignity that has been magnified in people um, during this season, loving the elderly marches that have drawn attention to um, the marginalized. Um, and then it was Rachel who brought in Lamentations 3 and 57, you came near when I called you and said, do not fear. Mm-hmm. What yep. a powerful way. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it speaks to that. Julie Wiggins quoted this from Zach S1, which she said when it, she said it was a God inhabited life mm-hmm. and how often mm-hmm. we, that stuck out to us. She was about halfway through, you know, this, the episodes that we did and it stuck out to us this whole time. And we've referred back to it. Yes. That in the midst of this vanity, it's a God inhabited life. And oh, you man. came, like you're saying, Rachel quoted Lamentations, you came near. Mm-hmm. And I was reading um, in second Chronicles recently and it's talking about when Solomon is constructing the temple and how he's moving the Ark of the Covenant from where it was mm-hmm. into the new temple. And what a procession that was. It said he, they sacrificed thousands, mm. thousands yeah, of right, animals right, right. in bringing the presence of God to rest in this mm. place that he had built. And he had made it glorious and magnificent and beautiful and intricate and all these sorts of things. And yet he said, could really, could God who inhabits the highest heavens mm. and earth really dwell in this space? No, but this is the place where we come to interact mm. with the covenant God mm. who always hears us. When we come before his throne, when we come to the altar, when we come for forgiveness, mm-hmm. he always turns and, and hears us. And I just made me think mm. that level of sacrifice that they were doing, that they recognized the worth mm-hmm. that was coming to live in their midst. And you just think that is who Jesus is to us. Yes. That sacrifice, mm-hmm. that extreme worth that brings God into the vanity of our lives and gives mm-hmm. us complete access to him. And what an absolute privilege that is. Yeah, so we long for his drawing near, and that's kind of what we see highlighted throughout Ecclesiastes. We see the futility of the earth, and as Romans 8 would call it, we see creation groaning in injustice and oppression, and in all these Mm -hmm. many ways, it's groaning and longing for the consummation and the coming of Christ uh, Mm -hmm. to make all things new, Mm -hmm. and we long and we await for his coming. Absolutely. And speaking of looking forward, we are looking forward to our spring study. The spring Bible study kickoff is Sunday, January 10. And we will be studying the book of James, which I am super excited about. And on our season premiere for the spring, the week of January 10, my dear friend Courtney Doctor will be joining us here on the podcast to talk all things James. She has written a study on the book of James for the TGC called Steadfast. And I can't wait for you all to hear from her on the podcast. And But she will also be joining us for a Wednesday morning women's Bible study to introduce us to her study on the book of James. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, look for any excuse to spend some some time with my friend, but um, also just looking forward to the study. It'll be really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, she's wonderful. I'm looking forward to her sitting at this table. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I've met her one time and, and listened to her one time and have just gained a lot of respect for her in that one one time. Why why did you choose James? What's 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 about James that we're going to appreciate? Well, 
the the uh, subject is steadfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, if that's not what we've been trying to learn and to um, wrestle down into our hearts through this season, and we still got a bit to go as mm-hmm. we we're talking about still waiting for vaccines and still waiting yeah. for things to settle, a presidential transition. All of these things are going to require us to still grab hold of our faith and remain steadfast. It's mm-hmm. we can't give up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. um, so I thought James is just appropriate for this season, yeah. as Ecclesiastes was for the last. This podcast has been part of the sweet fruit that has been born in pandemic times. You, our listeners, have welcomed the opportunity to consume truth in this new and exciting way, and we're so grateful for you. Week after week, you have tuned in and participated in the conversation by email, hitting us up on Facebook, and all kinds of other means, and we are just so grateful for your willingness to be ministered to in this new way. It just speaks to the heart of these women uh, for the Lord and his word and his people. We hope you will join us next season. Amber and I, along with Beth Benson, our producer, and a plethora of our good friends from far and wide, will be sharing some of the highlights on the book of James. We hope you will join us next season. So until we meet again, we pray you have a safe and joyful holiday season. We look forward to being with you in January. Take care. Sometimes a light surprises the Christian wife she sees. It is the Lord who rises with healing in his wings. When comforts are declining, he grants the soul again a season of pure shining to cheer it after the rain.